Hello. Have you ever met someone with a chronic illness? Do you have a friend, a family member, or someone who's been there and gone through the tough times in their life? How about if they had a life coach? This is Now Tell Us, and I'm your host, Anthony Moirore. Today, we have Leanne Sticker, who is going to talk to us about life coaching people with chronic illness. Now, there's much more that we are going to learn today than we have learned in the past uh, several days, because uh, this is a topic that I haven't come across recently. I hope you, I, I know, I guess that you haven't come across. So be ready, take a pen and paper, or be ready to absorb everything that Leanne is going to be sharing with us. I thank each and every one of you who's out there listening, watching. Please give us feedback, ask questions, and remember to share this episode. If you haven't subscribed to any of, your, of our platforms, remember to do that uh, by the time that we are through with this show. And without taking one more minute, because we have got quite a lot to cover with Leanne, here we go. This is Now Tell Us, and let's go and meet Leanne. Hello, Leanne. Hi, Anthony. Hi, how are you? Excellent. How are you? I'm fine. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so exciting to be here. Yes, this is now Tell Us, and we are excited to hear from you. So you are going to tell us a lot of things here today. Are you ready? I am. I am so ready. Okay, and we are ready to listen. Now, to get us started, let's find out where in the world is Leanne. Yeah, I am in central Illinois, so about three hours south of Chicago. Mm, beautiful. And how is the weather there today? It's actually kind of gray and very chilly, which is not unusual except for the fact that we don't have snow. And mm. that makes me very happy because I am not a fan of the snow, even though I grew up in Michigan and have lived in Michigan and Illinois my entire life. You would think that I would have learned to like it, but mm. that has not happened. <laughs> I don't like the cold either. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe when it comes to snow, I go out and play a bit, but uh, at that point is not as cold, although, or maybe my body tells me it is not so cold as such, but then I, I don't like the cold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nope, not a fan. So I'll, yeah. I, I definitely look forward to spring. Mm. Now, um, let's talk about life coaching. Now, there are, there are a lot of things to learn here because starting with life coaching, and then we're going to learn something that I identified that you've been through, but you're going to tell us as we keep on moving. But then we have been hearing about life coaching every single day, and some of us don't have an idea what entails a life coach. 
and what is it life coaching people yeah mm -hmm. well i think that it's kind of a complicated answer actually because it means different things for different people but mm -hmm. i am working with someone i'm helping them get unstuck i'm helping them get stepped back from their own life and look at the big picture and identify what they really are excited about what they really want to make progress on oftentimes in life we have a really long to-do list and mm -hmm. that's okay right but are we actually moving the needle on things that matter to us and mm -hmm. do we know what matters right so there's a lot of questions that i work with people and i ask them and, and we dig in and we figure out how they really feel about all these spaces in their life. And mm -hmm. it's such a beautiful thing because when they decide to take that time to step back and mm -hmm. look at the big picture, then they can move forward, right? Otherwise we kind of tread water. Like we keep checking things off of our to-do list and we're busy and it's good. Like we do what's necessary to like keep our head above water. But mm -hmm. if we gonna actually move forward and make progress, I, I always mention that the greatest athletes have a coach, right? Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the coach is as good or better than they are, right? Mm -hmm. We look at the, the greatest athletes in the world. They have coaches that are way slower, <laughs> way, you know, they, they don't have the talent. But mm -hmm. what they do have is an ability to help their athlete identify what they're good at, what they need to work on, hold them accountable, Right. I mean, it's a beautiful mixture of teaching and cheering and pointing things out, helping people be honest with themselves. So I know I, I warned you, like it's mm -hmm. a big answer. Oh, but... yeah. Right. It's quite big. We've just come from the World Cup and all the talk is <laughs> this team, mm -hmm. this is their coach, this is their manager. So it's good even the individual athletes, athletes uh, that runs or they, they have a sport, they, they have a coach behind them who's telling them, this is the way to go, this is not the way to go, so that you can be successful in what you do. And, and talking about that, because you mentioned about looking ahead and moving forward, what I've come across are people who want to achieve goals, they want to win games, and they want to be successful and be known as the people, the heroes. So, so that's why they go for coaching. And now we come here and see life coaching people with chronic illness. How, how is that? I haven't heard about that before. Chronic illness, mm -hmm. the coach, tell us how is it? And how did you, do we come to this point? Yeah. So, okay, before we get there. And so again, I, I apologize. I think I might be Queen of long answers, but we're going to have to go back to 2009. Okay. And mm -hmm. in 2009, I was 29 and I have four little kids. They're six and under and it's busy, right? Like you can just picture my world. I used to say that I take calls in the order they're received. Like I can only help one kiddo at a time. Right. And so I'm living a very distracted life. I'm really tired because four little kids, right? Like just what you would imagine, just mm -hmm wake you up at night and so all the people I think can picture that world and so early symptoms of something going wrong inside of me were not obvious to me like fatigue was one of my earliest symptoms well I explained away 
all of that tiredness to being a mom and having four little kids. It all added up. I had numbness and tingling on my left side. And I explained that away because I carried a kiddo around on my hip. And so I thought, oh, I'm sure I just have a pinched nerve, like something structural. So I just excused all the early signs of something going wrong inside of my body. And really, it was thanks to a family doctor that helped identify and say, you know what, Leanne, I think we need to do some more tests. And October 23rd of 2009, the neurologist said, based on the MRI, Leanne, we are 99% sure that you have multiple sclerosis. And that changed my life forever, you know, and that day was so hard. And for about two months after that, I really went into a season of mourning and I mourned the future I had pictured. I mourned all the things on my list that I wanted to do that I didn't think I would get to do. I mourned the chronic symptoms, the chronic costs, the chronicness, right? Because chronic illness means there's no cure and it's yours forever. And Mm. that's hard. That's hard to take at the age of 29 with four little kids and, 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 right? It's just hard. It's hard for anybody. I don't care if you have zero, one, two, three number of kids, right? Mm. And so in that experience, I, of course, like any hard experience that we walk through, we learn. We learn so much. Mm. And So we'll fast forward, right? There's a lot of lessons that happen over the next decade. And um, 2020 happens. And um, the world shuts down. And I got a lot of time back in my schedule because of having four kids that were very active, busy. And now they have nothing. (laughs) They have no activities, no lessons, no sports. And we were at home and I had been connecting with patients online. And so that's what led me to really life coaching patients with chronic illness because I get them. I understand them. And when I work with people, they'll say to me, Leanne, now you're going to think that this is crazy. And then they'll tell me something like, let me give you an example. They'll say, I have to take a nap every single day. And I say, oh my goodness, that's not crazy. I I do too. I take a nap every single day. And so it was in those moments that I realized that I was different. I was a life coach that I understood. I get it. Like I get where you're coming from. And can I help them move forward despite the fact that they have to carry around this chronic illness forever, you know? So it's exciting and I love it. Wow. So in this case, it's not that uh, football coach that coaches people who, and he's never won a tournament, but he coaches. So this this is a scenario where I've been there, experienced that, and so I can teach you how to go through it, how to handle it. Wow. Exactly. So, sorry right. for your illness. Now, now, for people who may not know, what is multiple sclerosis? Scler- sclerosis. Sclerosis. Mm-hmm. Sclerosis. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know there are people who have not had it before. Yeah. So, so you often is- will hear it called MS, right? It gets mm-hmm. abbreviated for good reason. Mm-hmm. And 
um, it's an autoimmune disease. So autoimmune means that your immune system has, has turned against you. So immune system is a whole bunch of soldiers that are supposed to fight bad guys, right? Like viruses, sicknesses. And when you have autoimmune disease, it has changed its mind and it's now destroying part of you. And in patients with MS, it has um, really crossed the blood brain barrier and it's in the central nervous system, which is uh, your brain, neck and spinal cord. And I call that really, it's the computer system of your whole, your whole self. Mm-hmm. And the immune system is eating away at the nerves and specifically the myelin sheath. So that's a coating on the nerve. So if you can picture a lamp and an electrical wire going to plug into the wall in a patient with MS, the coating on that electrical wire is getting destroyed. So when you plug it into the wall, the like lamp flickers, right? Because we don't have a a good signal getting from the electrical outlet to the plug. So the same thing happens in MS patients where the signal from the central nervous system isn't getting out to limbs, um, your optic nerve, your, you know, so all, so many pieces of the puzzle are affected when you have MS. Oh, and you've been living with it now for 13 years. Yep. How, 13 years. How has it been? How has the journey been? So in the first eight years, my symptoms were mainly numbness and tingling. I took a nap every day. So I managed the fatigue and my legs would feel really heavy on bad days. And other than that, I did well. And I realized early on that if I could manage my stress and fatigue, my symptoms were quieter and less of a bother, right? So I really try to practice managing Mm -hmm. stress and fatigue, right? Reducing stress and making sure I'm rested. Then in 2017, I developed optic neuritis and which for me presented as double vision. And that was very scary and considered a relapse. So at that point, I had to change drugs because it meant that my my first original drug failed me. Mm-hmm. So I changed drugs and that problem was resolved and I've been doing well ever since. So I will probably forever manage numbness and tingling, especially on my left side. Uh, but other than that, I do really well. So you are... Um... On constant medication that like every day you are taking and it's something that you are going to handle for the rest of your life so the first eight years i gave myself a daily injection okay and then when i had my relapse i chose a different type of treatment that um it's a drug called lemtrada and it, it's given through infusion and in year one i did it for five days straight like at an infusion center and the second year I did it for three days and now I'm done. Um, and it's a beautiful thing. So I had to do monthly labs to make sure that that really aggressive drug, that's really an aggressive treatment, mm. but because the lesion and the damage was being done like near my brainstem, which I call like the high rent district of your central nervous system, like it's big and scary and important and can cause vision loss and paralysis and all the things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, 
we decided to be aggressive. But because it's aggressive, it's risky. And mm. thus the monthly labs. So I don't have to do anything every single day for my MS. And it's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying that part so much because of the first eight years giving myself an injection every day was not my favorite. Mm. Yeah, and I, I know that uh, people with the chronic illnesses, and maybe you mentioned several of those that you've come across and or those people that may be going through some chronic illnesses. I know they handle quite a, a number of challenges on a daily basis and depending on their illness. And uh, this is where now I believe you come in and help them to face every single day. Yeah, for sure. And really my focus ends up being mindset because mm. there's so many things about our health that we are powerless to change, right? Mm we can drink more water, we can eat healthy, we can exercise. Those are all good. But there are some things that are out of our control. And that's the part that's so frustrating, that takes a lot of our energy. And it just can lead us down this frustrating path to nowhere, right mm -hmm. to just almost like a dead end. And mm -hmm. so I really help people to make peace with this part of their life that they did not choose. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the first things that I encourage them to do is to take their chronic illness and almost like put it on a shelf. And it's okay, we don't need to learn about it every day. We don't need to talk about it every day. We don't need all of our activities to be support groups and, 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 right, participating in research. All those things are good and important, but sometimes we need to set it on a shelf and we need mm -hmm. to think about what else do I love? What else do I want to learn about? what else do I want to do with my life? Right. Mm -hmm. And it's really freeing to set it on the shelf and know that it's there. And if I want to, or I need to, I can get it off of the shelf. Right. And mm -hmm. I can handle it and I can learn it some more and I can jump back into fundraising or I can, I can do those things, but mm -hmm. I don't have to do them every single day because mm -hmm. It just can be so consuming, right? Managing our own health, feeling like we're trying to be a good patient, blah, 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 blah. Like it just, the list goes on and on. And mm. I find for some people that that can be really discouraging, right? Like mm -hmm. I always say, there's a lot of good reasons why I not go to medical school. And one of those reasons is I'm not interested. It's not mm. what I love. But yet, mm -hmm. when you become a patient, you kind of have to become a really good student. Mm. Right? Yeah, sure. Now, talking on that note, um, is that I definitely when you were 29 or before, you were not looking forward to being a coach. What were your dreams back then? Before? Yeah. So at that point, I was living my dream and I have been, I am a mom to four lovely kiddos who are all teenagers now. Mm -hmm. So they are 19, 17, 16, 14. Mm -hmm. And before that, I went to school to be a sign language interpreter and I loved my career and it was so fun. And I love that field. But when I was diagnosed, I was, a, I was lucky enough to be a homemaker and be able to stay home and raise my kiddos. But the numbness and tingling in my left side really 
discourage me from going back to the sign language interpreting field, even when my kids got older, just because of, right, the trouble with my limbs. Mm. Yeah, we get it. it, it uh, the part now, depending even, because now here we're addressing people that may be dealing with different kinds of illnesses that affect different parts of their body. Uh, depending on where it is that you're affected, then it would, it would determine the direction that you're going to follow. Now, it's good that we have these conversations that we are having like today, because um, recently I had someone discuss uh, about uh, having a disease and then being left out. Now, left out in activities. Now comes the part of inclusion in the daily activities of a house, of a uh, organization, an institution. How do you handle that? How do you make sure that people, or how do you encourage the individuals to pursue being active in those areas? And maybe go even after their dreams that is or that is going to be in line with what they can. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a good question. And the first place that I start with everyone is communication. What's what is difficult is that communication is different for everyone, and their comfort level is different, right? Mm -hmm. So I am an open book. I am happy to answer any question about MS about living with chronic illness, about being a mom with chronic illness. How do you talk to your kids, right? I welcome those conversations, but not everyone does. Mm -hmm. Not everyone feels that comfort level or they're not there yet, especially in the early years of diagnosis when you're still trying to adjust yourself, mm -hmm. right? That That's hard, but mm -hmm. it has to start with communication with the people that matter, the people that impact your days, because really, I have found that people really do care. And they really want to show up for you in a supportive way. But they don't know, right? They don't know what they don't know. So mm -hmm. I, I really encourage my clients to really communicate. To communicate. To say what it is they want, what is it they like how they expect to be treated by those around them because yeah go on yeah exactly so so anthony let me just add so yeah. you hear the word awareness everywhere right all around mm. the world everything everybody wants you to be aware of everything <laughs> well yeah. the reason that is is that because when we know better we can do better mm -hmm. so awareness is very very important for every cause now you and I cannot be aware of everything. It's impossible, mm. right? Sure. But when someone in my family is going through something new to our family, then it's my responsibility as a part of that family to learn, do a little of my own research, ask mm. good questions, right? And be a sponge because now I'm aware. And, and it is just incredible to me, like the people that, soak it up and they do better. Right. So mm -hmm. I think so much is about communication and recognizing what really matters to you. So with my clients, I really like what does matter. Right. So if you feel excluded, why is that happening? Is it out of care for you? Like are people just wanting to give you space, but maybe they don't understand that that's not what you want. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
it's probably true for every person on the planet that we could we could handle to communicate a smidge better, right? Yeah. Communication, awareness. Just just speak out and say what it is that uh, you like, what you don't want, and uh, we'll handle it better in the coming days. Now, I said maybe we have different uh, types of illnesses that uh, we can call chronic illnesses. Can you give us a few on the list that you have dealt with or those that you could like to deal with in future? Well, so really, I mean, the whole autoimmune umbrella is mm -hmm. huge, right? So people dealing with chronic fatigue, um, things like MS, um, you've got people with, um, oh, endometriosis, you've got people with um, stomach issues. I mean, I think our, like the gut issues are, are chronic for so many, and, and that is, can be very debilitating. Um, I mean, honestly, I would say the majority of patients that I have worked with or clients, I call them patients sometimes because I am connected to the hospital and another program. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of my clients um, have had MS and that's how they found me, right? Because we connected in conversation about our own experiences living with MS specifically and needing to choose a treatment or not choose a treatment. And those those conversations are what led us to finding each other. Okay. And what's a coaching program like? How do you go about it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, you have good questions. So I offer to work with people one, three, or six months. And after we visit for an intro call, right, we figure out what makes sense for each person. And they, most people have a gut feeling as to how much time they really feel like they need to get unstuck and get pointed in the right direction or be excited about what they can do and mm -hmm. let go of what they can't do. So they choose that. And then I meet with them twice a month and we have one hour sessions and we really unpack where they're at. We give spaces in their life ratings and it helps us identify what we need to write a goal around and what we want to work on. And you know, what's really special. Well, before I get to that point, then I give them, you know, session notes, reminders, suggested to do's that they've committed to. Right. And then mm -hmm. we meet again in two weeks and I hold them accountable, like check in. Did you do those things? Right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, what I was going to say that I love every single person that I have worked with is doing better than they think they are. Mm -hmm. So when they come to me, they think that they are doing circles or that they are just all jammed up and they are not doing good and they are annoyed at themselves. Right. They feel this like mm -hmm. frustration, which is why they get to this point, right? Mm -hmm. Then we work together and we start recognizing all the things that they're doing well. And in conversation, so much comes out that they are accomplishing and they are amazing at. And mm -hmm. it has just been like such a joy to help them see what, what they're doing well and right and amazing. And right, so I get to do a ton of clapping and help them lean into the things that come very naturally to them mm -hmm. and let go of the stuff that 
is too hard or not fun, right? And maybe not something that's important to them. Mm. Yeah, many times we do well than we actually think that we are. And many times it's that other person that we need to have, like a bouncing board, is that what we call them? Someone who tells you this is where you are, even though you don't see yourself. Someone who's looking from the outside, looking inside and identifying the places that you've been and the places that you need to go. That's who, oh, that's who Liane is. Wow. Thank you very much, uh, Liane, for being on our show. We really appreciate for these that you have shared with us. And um, we have... We are more enlightened now than we were before the show. Oh, it has been a pleasure visiting with you, and I appreciate your good questions. I think you're right that a lot of people are unsure, right? What does this yeah. look like, and mm -hmm. what can happen, and what is the magic, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if people want to connect with you, how do they do that? Yep, so I'm in a few places. Mm -hmm. I have a website, leannstickle.com. That's easy. I spend a lot of time on Instagram and on Instagram, my account is I am Leanne Stickle and I have a Facebook group and it's called Not Defined by Chronic Illness. And we have conversations in there about chronic illness and also about what your favorite donut is. Like we just talk about, it's just a community of people that understand each other. Mm -hmm. So yeah, lots of, I don't be a stranger reach out to me, ask questions. I love the social side of social media. Mm, that's good. Yeah, Lian loves the social side of social media. <laughs> so reach out to Lian, go to her website, that's www.lianstickel.com and go in the direction that you want to go from there. Instagram, LinkedIn, be social, speak out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Make connections, ask questions, you know, finding real people mm -hmm. helps us get real answers. And that is so much more valuable than reading statistics. Mm, that's good. Yeah, so that's about it. And we thank each and every person who gets to watch this, those who are watching and those who are going to watch after we are through. We really appreciate uh, any feedback you give us, any questions you may want to ask. We appreciate you for taking your time to watch these episodes so that's about it and um before we go we'd like to leave with some words from leanne a few words that we should always remember which are they leanne oh man right put me right on the spot anthony and i always have so many words okay. but let, I want to leave you with the thought that mental strength is really how we can take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so when we learn how to be the boss of what's going on up here, it can help us deal with all the curveballs that life sends us. So I just want to encourage people to lean into that. Come find me, ask questions, because really what I help people with and what I share a lot about is living in a positive way and how much positivity makes a difference. And there's hope for everyone because I believe it's a skill and it's something that you can learn and practice and get better at. Mm. Thank you very much for that. It all starts here.
Yeah. It goes everywhere else. So exactly. we really appreciate you sharing that with us and for being on this episode. We thank you once again. Thank and you, Anthony. This was so fun. Yeah, I, I love that. And uh, thank you, too, for being with us. Uh, this has been Now Tell Us. I have been your host, Anthony Murore. And together with our guest today, Leanne Sticker, we are saying bye for now. Bye. <laughs>